Welcome to Shift the Gravity, a podcast of Traders Point Christian Church where we talk about what it means to be followers of Jesus who shift the gravity of whatever room we walk into. Let's join the conversation. Well, hey guys, we want to welcome you to the very first mm. episode of the Revisited podcast. There you go. Um, uh, Shift the Gravity is what we're calling it. Uh, my name is Aaron. For those of you that uh, are outside of uh, Indianapolis or outside of our maybe our church family, mm. um, I've served as the uh, lead pastor here at Traders Point for the last... 14 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, started when I was 12. Wow. It's kind of a child Look prodigy kind of a thing. It's impressive. And uh, been married to my wife, Lindsay. It'll be 23 years mm-hmm. um, this June, and we have uh, four kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm joined uh, along my very good friend, uh, Ryan Bramlett. Look at that. Uh, yeah, Ryan. Uh, I am the teaching pastor here at Traders Point, which I find some people don't really know what that means. Really? Uh, so yeah, uh, I'll be preaching on a Sunday, and then I'll get down, and they'll be like, hey, so you're a teaching pastor. Where do you teach? And I'm like, <laughs> you well, just un- did. I just unfortunately, did. I considered what I just did teaching. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I teach usually when when you're not up on the weekends, and then help with a few other things here. Uh, married as well, wife Stephanie, uh, ten years, uh, three kids. So mm-hmm. right there with you, and love doing this with you, man. Excited oh. for the conversation. Likewise, likewise. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, so you said it, like revisiting, bringing it back, yeah. uh, the podcast. It's something we had a few years ago, um, but it's something that's been on your heart for a while now. So I'd love to just kind of kick things off. Why has it been so heavy on your heart? Like, why this podcast? Why now? Why now? Yeah, I think that um, we've wrestled with it a little bit because like, it seems like everybody's podcasting mm. nowadays, mm-hmm. but there's a reason for that. I think that the podcasting is um, a, sort of a, an opportunity for us to have like these conversations that we don't always get to have in other spaces. I know a lot of people listen to podcasts. My wife listens to podcasts constantly when Mm -hmm. she's in the car. Mm -hmm. And so um, there's a lot of things that um, we um, get left on the cutting room floor, so to speak, like on Sunday. Um, And uh, what other venue do we have? Just to have like a conversation around like really important topics, themes, leadership, Mm -hmm. influence, that sort of a thing. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we've been wanting to bring this back for a while and we finally pulled the trigger. So. Love it. And excited to be doing it with you. And um, even the the title of what we're calling this podcast, Shift the Gravity. I mean, mm-hmm. it sounds... Be careful. Be yeah. careful. I'm going to get tongue-tied. <laughs> For sure. Um, which I'm a big fan of. But could you give us just a little bit of the origin story? I love a good origin story mm-hmm. uh, behind that phrase, where it came from, and what it means. Yeah. I mean, I think that uh, first off, we all know what it's like to have somebody come into the room and they just change mm. the vibe, mm-hmm. the feel, the gravity yes. of the room. Yeah. Whether that's like Debbie Downer or Eeyore yeah. or whatever, <laughs> we all know what that's like. Mm-hmm. And we never want to be that individual that mm-hmm. does that. Um, and then the second thing is that I remember a conversation that I had with my lead pastor growing up. And this was before like I even really fully knew what he was talking about, but mm. he was talking about leadership. Mm. And he said, one of the most important things that a leader needs to keep in mind is that in any setting that they're in, specifically like a gathering of people or a meeting, mm. he said, you need to understand when to be the sun, when to be the moon, and when to be the earth. Wow. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and it was this idea of like, um, in some settings, you're the sun, yeah. uh, meaning like, you know, you're all eyes are on you. Mm-hmm. You're not any more important, but you're just more, 
you're kind of leading the room. Mm-hmm. And then in some settings, you're the earth, some settings, you're the moon, but it's all about like gravity. Mm-hmm. And I, one of the things that I've found is as any, we're, we're all leaders in some setting, yes. but in, in any leadership setting, you got to recognize um, how you change the gravity of the room that you're in. Mm. And, uh, and I think just being conscious of that, being aware of it. Yeah. Um, several years ago at a Catalyst conference, I remember Andy Stanley giving a talk that was really pivotal mm. where he just said, um, at some point in your life and leadership, it may not be years from now, but mm-hmm. at some point, uh, you'll realize you're the most important person in the room. Mm. And he goes, even if that just means that you've been the, the one around the longest. Yeah. And he said, what you choose to do with your leadership in that matter matters mm. matters most. And so he's like, Jesus was the most important person mm-hmm. in the room and mm-hmm. he washed his disciples' feet. And so it's this idea of how do I want to change the room? How do I want to mm-hmm. um, make people around me better? So mm. that's where um, the idea kind of bubbled up from yeah. as we talked about this. Love that. And and. I love just the the broad strokes of leadership that the, what you talk about it because I think a lot of times that word can be maybe it's that's for those people or for the CEO but the way you talk about it of shifting the gravity of influence that's something we all have from you know uh, whether you you stay at home whether that's mm-hmm. whatever job you have uh, there's a moment when you step into that room where you can shift the gravity where you can share your influence to either make the room better or possibly worse, like a, mm-hmm. <laughs> like an Eeyore or a Debbie Downer. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that's so good, man. Um, and when you were, this was kind of like a big phrase that really kind of pushed us out this year uh, in 2022 of a kind of a charge. And when you talked about shifting the gravity, you kind of had three uh, lines that you went with it. of like, if we want to be people that shift the gravity, we need to gravitate to his word gravitate to his presence and gravitate to the need. And I was just hoping the moment you could just kind of unpack each one of those. And, and what does that look like in our lives? Mm-hmm. So just gravitate to his word. What does that look like? Well, there's a narrative that we're all paying attention to or a narrative that's developing in our minds all the time. And really mm. what the Bible is, is it is a narrative. Mm. I had a, a friend of mine recently um, expressed to me that she said, I, I really feel like the Bible is one epic love letter from God. <sighs> Uh, to mankind, mm. and and I thought that was an incredible way of putting it. It's a narrative, yeah. And I think we need to read it that way. And so, regardless of um, whatever we're whatever it is we're exposing ourselves to, that is shaping our thoughts, our neural pathways, our mm. ultimately our heart and our behavior. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about like going to God's word. A lot of people can have all kinds of baggage with that. Like mm-hmm. it, it can be used in extreme legalistic ways. Mm-hmm. Like I've got to read the Bible every day to be yep. a good little Christian. Yep. And what it's about is about paying attention to the narrative that God wants to speak into your head and heart. Mm. So everything that he wants us to know about him, his nature, us, our origins, what went wrong, how he feels, how he's redeeming is all found in that book. Mm. And so we need to expose ourselves to it on a daily basis. Just it's like nutrition mm-hmm. for the soul. Mm-hmm. And um, that will impact the way we show up in any setting. For and sure. I can always tell it in my life. I'm sure you can as well in yours. If I begin to drift away from that, yeah. something else fills that void, yes. some other content, mm-hmm. some other narrative. Yeah. No, that's so good. Because when you're in scripture, it's it's you hearing God's voice. And with that comes a... A confidence, a humble confidence, but a confidence to believe that, you know, Mm. you are made in his image, you are on a mission. And yeah, I've noticed that if I start my day, 
maybe in other places where uh, the narrative is very different, maybe it's more negative or it's telling me who I'm not, mm. uh, then that'll shape my day as well. So I, I agree 100% on mm. gravitating mm-hmm. to his word does change the environments we walk into. Um, the, the second one you said was gravitate to his presence. Mm-hmm. You unpack that a little bit? Well, I think that um, we all need to realize that um, we are containers. Mm. So uh, we are meant to contain something. Mm. And so it's either the Holy Spirit or evil spirits. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like God created us to contain yes. his spirit. Mm-hmm. And if we don't allow the Holy Spirit, his presence in our life to contain us, to fill us, mm. evil spirits will. Mm. And um, I don't know what else to say to no, that. No, <laughs> that's so good, man. And and I think that's been, even for me over the past few years, even I, I could say, uh, has been something I've been more in tune with of like, just not only reading God's word and, and believing it as truth, but to also believe that, you know, the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead is the same spirit that lives within us. So mm-hmm. it's this, we get this amazing love letter, like you were saying in his word, this call uh, to live uh, on mission with him to advance his kingdom. But then it's right there too of like, you're not alone. I'm going to be with you to the ends uh, of the times, and I'm going to be with mm-hmm. you to the ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's something really powerful uh, uh, about that. Well, I mean, you know, we talked about this like um, you know, a few days ago, but like Jesus uh, said something, you know, really fascinating to his disciples before he ascended into heaven. He was like, because they were lamenting that he was leaving. Mm. And I would have too. Yeah. And um, they're like, we're, we're without our leader. We're without our guy that's going to usher in the kingdom. And Jesus said, it's better for the spirit of God to be in you than for me to be with you. Mm. And that's a fascinating statement. It's like, why? <laughs> yes. Like, I think it would be pretty good to have Jesus tangibly in front of me. Yes. And um, it, it, this goes back to something that, you know, Steve Cuss said in his book, Leadership Anxiety, where mm. he said um, that um, the goal isn't to be like Jesus. Mm. The goal is to manifest the presence of Jesus. Mm. And so if we're just trying to, that's like those little bracelets, WWJD, like they totally misled us, man. Yeah. Like I'm so, I'm a child of the <laughs> 90s. I missed that, that was one. Like, yeah, so I'm good. That was like my 90s youth group, like rally cry. Yeah. And it was like sort of off base. It was well-intentioned, yeah. but it was sort of off base. Like we're never going to be like Jesus. Jesus. For sure. I got my rally cry from Eminem, so I still think you're in a better place than, than where I was, but no, I hear you. That's yeah, good. No, that's it's good. Uh, and then finally, you said uh, gravitate to the need. What yeah. does that mean? Well, I think that uh, we are here to be, as Christ followers, uh, the, the Bible word for this is you're an ambassador. Mm. So that means you're a representative of another place within a foreign land. Mm. So... Um, we are here to represent the kingdom of God, and Jesus said, "Like, like real religion is looking after orphans and widows in their mm. distress." So it's like, where is the need emotionally, physically, spiritually? And uh, Christ followers should run in, not yeah. run away. Wow! And uh, which was difficult, even in, like in the pandemic. Like, how do we run in towards the need when mm. we're told to stay away? Mm-hmm. Like that was so such a wrestling match for me. Yes. Like we got to run into it towards the need somewhere, mm. but we're, um, so, um, mm. I think we have to pay attention to, um, ushering in the kingdom of God in the here and now in this broken world. And we're running to fulfill those needs, um, as representatives of his kingdom. No, that's good. And 
I think that really hits a lot of people of gravitating to the need of, of wanting to be able to shift uh, the gravity in their environments. And I think there's probably two big environments uh, for a lot of people listening that they would say, I would love to shift the gravity. And I think those are at home and at work. Mm. So just speaking from personal experience and based on combos you've had, uh, what do you think stops us from being able to shift the gravity in those spaces? Well, um, the the brokenness of people, mm. yours and mine, for sure. So it's like like in the work environment, you know, it's like recognizing that we are a collected bag of past experiences. Mm-hmm. We bring baggage from our past and mm. project it into the present. Emotional health and intelligence. Mm. Um, is uh, so crucial, I mm. think, to all of this. Mm. And, you know, we lean in pretty hard on our staff with that. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's just recognizing the narratives we tell ourselves mm-hmm. uh, about other people and the anxiety we bring into relationships and the mixed motives that we all have. Yeah. And, uh, all of that, I think, is um, super challenging. What about you? What do you think in the workspace? Yeah, I, I think... Um, Especially like in the marketplace, like, I mean, it's like dog eat dog. For it's sure. all about like climbing the corporate ladder, getting what's mine, yeah. the hustle, all that kind of stuff. But, e- but even in like a church setting, a ministry setting, like we're not here to make a profit, but mm-hmm. there's still other ways that we posture and position ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we have a tendency as human beings, it, we either want people to be mm-hmm. like heroes or villains. Yeah. And it's kind of like this, that, like that, that tangible line that's yep. in the middle. It's like, you're either a hero or you're a villain. And it's yep. just, it's so toxic, yes. I think, to our working relationships when we do that, because there's, there's really good things yes. in all, in all of us and mm-hmm. good fruit, so to mm-hmm. speak. And then there's, there's bad motives and mm-hmm. brokenness and yeah. growth edges and the whole thing. No, I, and I think you're spot on. I think that's one of the things that stops people, uh, even in the series we're doing that we've been doing of like, what we were talking about before of like, um, one of the weeks was, is there ever a time to judge? Mm-hmm. And that idea of why we are afraid. Which to, you preached, by the no. way, and crushed no, it. stop. With your new hairdo. Okay, and, okay. Uh, so no, I'll keep I'm, going a little bit. More. I'm like, um, I, I've, I'm going to try to pull that off maybe someday. I don't know. I think you should. The braids. Um, <laughs> no, um, but with that, no, I, seriously, like somebody told me, I hadn't seen it yet. And yeah. somebody was like, hey, Brian, or Ryan, like shaved his head and he has braids. And I was like, you're joking. It's <laughs> like really, and, and then, I had to get on, and what, it actually looked a lot better. It looked a lot better than I thought. In your mind, in my you mind's had eye. A, yeah, a view, and then you saw it wasn't. Yeah, I went straight to villain. Okay, right away. that's yeah. that's great to know where where I sit. <laughs> um, no, but I, I think that's that idea of why we're afraid of speaking truth. A lot of times, or speaking into someone's life, is that question on the other end of like, who am I to judge? And I would say that's the mm-hmm. same one here of like, who am I to shift the gravity? Who am I to pretend like I could be um, even a hero or someone that can influence in the right, because we see all the things of how we've messed up in the past or how it didn't work out or, hey, I just want to, I don't want to make any waves. I just want to do my job, mm. work my hard 40, and then and then go home. But we leave so much on the table when we do that. So I think there's a, there's a confidence there. Um, and then rege- rejecting ourselves before other people ever get a chance to. Um, mm. So I, I think there's some safety there that we mm-hmm. have to push out of. There's a fear of failure. I know that I struggle with personally of wanting to speak up is like, yeah, what if I try and what if I fall on my face or what, mm. what if it doesn't go the way that I, I think it will? So mm-hmm. 
No, yeah. that's that's good. Um, so if there were maybe one or two things that someone could start doing this week of, hey, like, I want to start shifting the gravity at home and at work, um, where would you have them start? What are some, you know, just one or two things people could do? I think that um, aside from all of the things you might expect us to say about, you know, read your Bible mm. and reflect and mm. journal and all that kind of stuff. I, I think, honestly, it's like really u- utilizing whatever tools you can to diagnose what's going on inside of you. Yeah. So whatever that is. I mean, all the all the tools are helpful to mm-hmm. an extent. We don't want to make too much of the tools, but yeah. like all the personality inventories, the Myers-Briggs, the Enneagram. Mm. Uh, I'm going to bring his name up again. Steve Cuss talks about some stuff mm. um, about how you can discern like origins from your family history, mm. um, all of that stuff. Uh, I did an emotional intelligence 360 a few years ago, which was about <laughs> as enjoyable as staying awake in open heart surgery. Yes. Like that was oh, brutal. Man. And um, it's basically like learning like what's it like to be on the other side of me mm. and just really uh, laying your weapons of defense down. Yeah. And just really listening to what other people say, hey, here's what it's like to be on the other side of you. And I think that that's a great place for us to begin to start. Mm. Uh, Lindsay and I uh, spent um, a week at a counseling center a few years ago down in Florida. Mm. Um, it was like five days. Mm. And it was uh, it was like preventative counseling, so to speak. We didn't go down there because we had a problem, but yeah. we went down there just to work on our marriage and then ended up learning we had problems. Mm. And uh, it was like, mm-hmm. wow, didn't even recognize. <laughs> well, it was like, like the first yeah. day, he's ba- basically the first day, he's just like, hey, tell me your story. Mm. And so we spent all day telling him our story. And mm. I was just like, this is amazing. Like yeah. we're crushing it. Like mm-hmm. we're doing so good. And then about, half of, uh, about halfway through the next day, mm. we started to get into some like, heart issues mm-hmm. that were rough. And mm-hmm. I, but I'll never forget what he said. Like, you know, uh, Lindsay and I both, like he was talking about our childhoods mm-hmm. and about some of the things that we did to sort of like emotionally protect ourselves as kids wow. like when she was a little girl and I was a little boy and we didn't know each other. And he said, actually, what you learned to do in coping mm-hmm. with some of those things has enabled you guys to, to be as well-functioning, as effective as you are today. Mm-hmm. Like, the family you have, the church you're leading, yeah. the influence you have, all that kind of stuff. He was like, way to go. It worked. You mm-hmm. didn't end up as drug addicts, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, in a ditch somewhere. Mm-hmm. He's like, however, those things that you cope, use to cope, he said, um, to preserve yourself individually mm-hmm. is hurting your marriage because mm-hmm. so, you're doing it to each other. Yeah. He's like, you're, you're avoiding the hard conversations, mm-hmm. the emotional stuff. And it was just like a mm-hmm. eye-opening thing. And I think that the first place for any of us to begin, we always want to go, we always want to fix mm-hmm. the other people yes. or the processes or the yes. systems that we think are messed up. Mm-hmm. Or we always want to be a boss for a day. You yep. know, it's like, if I was in that role or my supervisor, mm-hmm. if whatever, and then we get in it and then we, I mean, I don't know how many uh, people we've had on our staff that have gone to like start or lead other churches that yeah. have come back and apologized to me. Dang. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I thought I knew. I didn't know. Like, mm. I had no idea until I got in this seat. Mm. And so I think that instead of looking externally at what can be fixed outside, it's like, what can be fixed in my, yeah. in here? That's so good. And what is it that I need to learn and become more aware of? And, and uh, I think that's been so helpful even for me in my leadership. When I feel like I've got my leadership legs under me, I've got much more to learn and grow mm-hmm. in, but I feel like I've got my leadership legs under me way more than I did yeah. five years or 10 years ago. Yeah. And it all comes down not to learning uh, how systems work, although that's helpful, yes. but um, uh, learning myself. 
that is like what's going on in in here and what are some of the things that are really broken that I need to pay attention to and and um navigate mm, that's so good man and that is such a challenging question and one that takes a lot of courage to even ask of what's it like on the other side of me um and you know me and my wife do a lot of premarital counseling which is great except for it really convicts you of like when you're trying to teach people or uh, explain things to people. And that's one of the questions that kind of comes up of like, what's it like on the other side of me? What are some things that I do that aren't helpful? And mm-hmm. I remember having that conversation of like, you know, sometimes you try to bring humor to situations when it's not appropriate. And what mm-hmm. I really need you to do is to hear it or to sit with me. And it's just like, yeah. that was not a skill I had. I would much rather defuse it with some humor, mm-hmm. uh, say something funny. Uh, but yeah, that, that's such a good question that we can all ask of what's it like to be on the other sides of, be on the other side of us. Um, well, man, a great conversation. Just want to say, is there anything else you want to say before we wrap up today? Any opportunity uh, to maybe tease out what's coming uh, in this season? Some conversations we're going to have with some yeah, other people? Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm. I think we're going to try to have some conversations with some special guests. Mm. And, um, I don't know that we've got any of those locked in yet, yeah. but we'll figure it out. You have lots of friends. I have you. You have other people. That's so That's not true, yeah. Ryan. <laughs> that's not true. Um, but, uh, yeah, it should be, it should be a, a good season and lots of good conversation. We want this podcast to really be, uh, uh, helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, we want it to be hopeful. Mm. Uh, we want this to be the kind of thing that you can like hop in the car, or listen to on your commute or as you're running errands mm. that just kind of encourages you and kind of builds into your day. And at the same time, like, especially if you're part of our church family, it's maybe a little bit of a pullback on the curtain, yeah. uh, to just to, uh, recognize that, um, I don't know, it, it's such a weird thing. I mean, you have, you have this as well. Like mm-hmm. when you have like a whole bunch of people who know you, but you don't know them, mm-hmm. it's a very weird kind of yes. isolating, um, sometimes threatening mm-hmm. kind of feeling. Yeah. Um, and so um, I had a guy that was really upset with me uh, this last week. Imagine that. Mm, that's um, weird. He was upset with me. and First time and, huh? uh, for yeah, everything, I guess. And he kind of lit me up like on a on a DM and and I said, hey, man, I'm happy to have a conversation with him. He gave my cell phone number. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not opposed to doing that now. You used to be like, don't give yep. your cell phone number out. But now it's like, you know, if I don't want somebody to call me, I'll just block them. So, <laughs> so I'll give myself a number, so a number out to anybody really yeah. that wants it. And, uh, and so he called me to like mm. talk about it. And he was just like, you know, he's like, I didn't think that a mega church pastor would even pay attention to the thing. And I go, oh. mm. I was like, mega church pastor. Mm-hmm. I was like, my name is Aaron Brockett. Mm. I'm a human being. Mm-hmm. Dang. With mess ups and yes. failures and insecurities and all that stuff. I was like, dude, I'm just a guy. Yeah. And I was like, I'm happy to have a conversation with you. And I think that's one of the things that we want to convey through this podcast yes. is that, we're just human beings, yep. and we love God. Mm. We love people. Mm. We really want to. I believe in the church, mm. and um, and I love um, equipping people to do what God has called them to do, mm. and to help people reflect the image of God in them. So even like what we've just been talking about of like people think that, well, I'm not a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, who am I? Mm-hmm. I don't have a voice. Yeah. I think that's tragic. Yeah. Because you've been made in the image of God. You reflect the very image of God, regardless of who you are, regardless yeah. of your role, regardless of your age, your gender, your whatever. Um, you are made to reflect part of God's character and mm. image. And we want to try to fan the flame of that mm. uh, through this these uh, series of conversations. Some, yes. I'm sure, will be better than others. Hey, 
first one though as long as you're involved i think hey. that it'll always be good i'm here i'm loving it uh and i think that's a perfect way to close down the conversation drop the mic um but like you said we can't wait to continue the conversation in our next episode so be sure to subscribe and join us 